It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolos. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Pinball Profile. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Recently, I had a wonderful time at the EPC and Danish Pinball Open in beautiful Copenhagen, Denmark. People asked me how I played and it really didn't matter because I had such a great time and saw so many people that I hadn't seen in a long, long time or for the first time ever. One of those I was happy to see was Karen Kaiser, who now lives in Europe and I had a chance to sit down and talk with her. Champions galore here at the EPC, including you remember last year at the Women's Championship, Karen Kaiser over Hannah Hatch, and Karen's here right now. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, doing great. Now, this isn't a very far trek for you to come to the EPC because you're in Sweden now. Yep, we live just outside of Gothenburg, so it's only a couple hours by train. Are you glad to see some maybe North Americans, uh, some old friends here at the EPC that have come here to Denmark? <laughs> I have um, somewhat mixed feelings about there being an American team at EPC, but there, it is... You're right. <laughs> it is more, um, it is fun to have a big international tournament. You are on Team America, and I think Team, it's called Team USA. Team America might be a little easier to swallow because there's some... South American people. There's some North American. We have a Canadian interloper. Okay, okay, okay. But he's wearing uh, bad boys. He's got the American flag bad boys, he's, like Rex Quando. He's definitely overcompensated, and I respect that. <laughs> I respect it. Karen, how have you been playing since uh, we last saw you? At least I last saw you in 2018 at the Women's National Championship. It's been very up and down, but I've been um, qualifying more often qualifying higher i'm at that stage right now i think where i'm i can be pretty solid and then i get real nervous and just flame out after qualifying rounds what causes the nerves i know that this matters a lot really <laughs> no <laughs> that is what he got i don't know what? okay but when i watched you last year in the women's championship there wasn't a nervous bone in your body or uh, you didn't show it that's um well, I think um, I'm not sure how my uh, full body shake shaking wasn't <laughs> coming through on the. I mean, it was terrifying. I was terrified. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much great competition, and I love seeing that the women's have expanded. I think Josh got a suggestion from oh, I don't know who that now there's <laughs> a, a, a women's board. I think that's a great idea. I think we're going to see some more growth in the women's area. What are your thoughts? I'm so excited about the women's board. I'm really yeah. proud to be part of it. It's been so much collaboration. We talked to so many women uh, leading up to it, and a lot, a lot of women have donated their time already. A lot of great names too. Yeah, it's been really fun to start building a network. Yeah, that's good. Any ideas that maybe you can share, or is it still just really in its infancy? Um, you know, our, our main focus right now is on trying to gather really good, usable feedback to see what direction to take in building out events but i i'm one part of yeah. a much bigger picture <laughs> some of the names uh, i know zoe olivia helm who i just interviewed on pinball profile yeah, out of arizona um, we have juana summers yeah um, out of baltimore kim martinez i think yeah from ohio. ohio and then anna walk from perfect there. all great names in pinball so i think this is going to be really good i know one of the controversies probably like it was just a few years ago was the dollar gate and you know how that's <laughs> well really how is yeah. it gonna affect the women's championship and and there's some talk about that and i even said to josh too i don't know if he listens but from what i've heard from women and i guess what he's hearing too is is the split right should it be the top 16 players that are women going into the nationals and then the eight that are the best 
players in women's only competition, does that make up the field of 24 or is it going to be a different mix? Is that something you're discussing? You know, I'll speak for myself. Sure, okay. I think if the women's dollar happens, then it would be pretty outrageous not to open the field up more and and have the the group feeding the prize pool not be the eight wild card spots. Yeah. Well, I don't have a vote. That makes sense to me too. <laughs> and and also too, I assume we're seeing more bells and chimes everywhere. But there are places, unfortunately, where there aren't women's leagues. So that is a disadvantage, too, in some ways, to get up there. So those people are probably thinking, okay, well, let's just do it based on normal ranking. But here's the big thing that I found, and I've seen it a few places. Women have to choose whether they're going to play in the main, the classics, or the women's event. And sometimes they have to give up their spot at big opportunity tournaments. Opportunity, okay. Seriously, right? No, that's a, it works as a portmanteau. <laughs> two great players and I've talked about it before mm-hmm. that were qualified for the playoffs and gave up their playoff spot in a main event let's say mm-hmm. to play in the women's event and I thought wow that's a big give up but there's prestige on both I mean really in a perfect world you'd be able to play both and maybe that's what I'm hoping we can see that somehow some way they don't have to make a choice or anybody doesn't have to make a choice um, I know something that Kim uh, Kim Martinez on the board has talked about is the value in having women's events that are standalone, where the women's tournament is not just like adjunct to a larger show, which would help that, I think. Yeah. I logistics li- are the problem. It's not the intent. It's really logistics. Do you it? mean in terms of like the schedule? Yeah. Yeah. I guess having a kind of a bank also, like having sort of one dedicated bank that's off in the corner somewhere. But I mean, to be honest, I don't know that I can speak too much on that because I there really are not women's events where I play. Oh. The EPC, the European Championship had a women's event last year when it was in Finland. It doesn't have one this year. I'm not sure. It's going to be in Belgium next year. I'm not sure what they'll do with that. Well, the board. Will the board talk to these big events and say, I mean, you don't have to talk to Pinberg. They've got whipped, and look at how big that is, 120 people. Will the women's board maybe suggest or or, or help assist, maybe? Like, I saw Kim Martinez at Plea Pin run an amazing match play women's tournament that was pretty cool. Big results, a lot of players. So maybe the board can help in assisting there. I don't know. Yeah, I see our role as um, being able to provide resource and support to people who would like to do that instead of maybe advocate. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to come together. Um, I'm, as as Karen, myself, definitely interested in talking to EPC organizers to try to get that to happen. From my own perspective, it's more the value of getting to know who the other women are who are playing in Europe um, so that we can have a network and see what might grow from that. I mean, the women's board grew out of conversations that, that I was that I didn't initiate but was participating in with a group of people that I met just by having the opportunity to go and play in the Women's World Championship. And if I hadn't met those women, then... Um, I don't know what would have happened. Like, if, if we hadn't been able to form a relationship out of just organically meeting at tournament. So I think there's great value in for us to just know each other a little bit more. There are only eight countries that, run, that have run a women's event in 2019. Do you know, I saw as a IFPA tournament manager, and anybody who's ever run a tournament has to log in as a tournament manager, and it gives great stats. Here are the number of men that played, here are the number of women that played, here are the number of new players, unique players. And then the one category is number of women's tournaments run, and mine was a big, fat zero, and I thought, 
can probably do something about that. I'm very proud, very excited with the help of Julie Dorser, a great Canadian player, of being able to put on, on December 15th, a women's only tournament. That's going to be a fair strikes tournament. Now we're running two tournaments, a main and a, a women's. There'll be no overlap. The women will be able to play in both. Oh, fantastic. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, I'm hoping more people can do that or find the time to do that. And, you know, I, I think we're going to have a good turnout. Yeah, there are some rumblings. I'm not sure. I mean, I dare not commit to anything because who knows what will happen. But there are some rumblings about having um, a women's tournament in Oslo next year. Oh, wow. Um, as part of a larger weekend of tournaments that's happening, there is a really fantastic location there. So I think it would be great. But I'm sensitive to the fact that I have a super American perspective on this. And I sort of feel like women's events are like self-evidently good and yeah. should happen. But it really depends on what the appetite is among the women who are playing in each community. So the most important thing for a tournament organizer to do is to ask the women, bring, yes. bring their voices into organizing teams. And that's what this new board really does too. And I, I bet you're going to see more people volunteer and say, hey, how can I help out in this women's board and some suggestions. But one thing you are going to see, as is the case with any big group, you're going to see that there are differences of opinions and strong differences of opinions. And you're not going to be able to please everyone, no matter what you do. I mean, the best intentions. So is it a matter of, we think this is best, we're listening to what the people vote on? Is it is it a majority? I mean, these are some big things that you're gonna have to tackle, like everyone has to tackle when it comes to trying to please everyone. Yeah, from my perspective, the biggest challenge is what the Women's World Championship will be. Like, what form that will take. Is there a format change? Does the field change? Is there different strategy for where it's held? And, I mean, I obviously... Not always North America meeting, maybe, perhaps? I don't know. The, the bulk is in North America? I, I don't know. Right now, it seems like... Again, this is just Karen. It's, <laughs> it seems like it would be helpful to plant it in North America as we're developing other aspects of it. But, I mean, there's five other women on the board. I'm really curious what they have to say about it and what the women that we're able to speak with in our own communities have to say about it as well. Oh, well, we're, we're just getting cut off here, so we'll probably wrap it up. But, Karen, congratulations on the women's board. It's great to see you here at the EPC. And thank you very much for talking to us. Thanks, thanks as well. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram at Pinball Profile and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. I'm Jeff Teolis. Let's ride!